discover the possibilities of internal medicine. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. My name is Amanda Allen. I am Manager of Communications and District Relations at the New York Chapter of the American College of Physicians. And I'm here today with Dr. Paula Lester. She is the chair of our NYACP Geriatrics Task Force, as well as an associate professor at NYU Long Island School of Medicine, associate program director for the Geriatrics Fellowship at NYU Long Island, and vice president of the New York Medical Directors Association. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to talk to you today about advocacy. I know you've just had a big win with the Geriatrics Task Force, and we're excited to share it with the members and talk about what it means and uh, what others can do to get involved in advocacy. So I'll start off by asking, how long have you been an ACP member and how did you become interested in advocacy? Sure, so I'm not gonna give you an exact number because then people could do math to figure out my age. So I will tell you that I've been an ACP member since uh, residency as a, as a resident member. And, and one of my first goals actually as, an, as a new attending um, was, to, was to earn my FACP. And uh, I was so excited when I could ask for updated business cards um, that I was a fellow of the ACP. And advocacy, I, I think that I would say the big transition happened for me um, in 2017. I, I got a physician clinician award by the Long Island Alzheimer's Foundation and I had to give a speech and I was trying to figure out what to talk about. My main thrust was that, you know, in geriatrics, um, you know, we take care of a lot of older adults with complex issues. Um, and one of the issues was, was dementia care. Since before my fellowship, now, now, now anyone wants to can figure out my age, since, since before my fellowship, there have been, um, until this past year, no new medications for dementia. And so all we have really, and, and we could have a separate conversation about the new medication for dementia, but all we really have for patients um, is, is care and providers. And, and so, so the geriatricians are so important um, in providing that care and making the diagnosis and um, helping caregivers that at that point, I was like, we need to do more because we, we are the best thing we can be for our patients. And that made me feel like I need to, I need to try to advocate more for, for patients and for geriatrics in general. That's awesome that you realized that what avenue did you use next once you realized that? Yes. Yeah, so I, I had been involved in the NYACP in uh, membership and outreach. And I guess because of my geriatrics experience, I was invited um, to join the geriatrics task force and then shortly thereafter to chair it. And just in a lot of our meetings, we were discussing like, you know, well, we need more geriatricians and why aren't we getting paid better? And why aren't there more of us? And so we wrote a, a white paper, position paper um, within the, the task force. And then um, we were like, this is really good. We should get this published. And so then we submitted and published a paper about the looming geriatric shortage. And that would never have happened if not for um, the NYACP kind of guiding and supporting um, us through the task force. And then that just kind of, it, it kind of snowballed in a good way to, to kind of talk to other people with the same concerns and, and realize that you're not isolated in your, in your sense of the importance of these issues. And then to work with other people to advocate for, for what, what we, we need as a society. Yeah, I think that teamwork that you talk about being part of that task force or part of an organization helps give you that community of support. 
And I know the task force is actually a subset of a larger committee, one of our largest committee, I believe, which is the Health and Public Policy Committee. So you go and attend those meetings on behalf of the task force and, and bring the concerns of the geriatricians. How has being part of that Health and Public Policy Committee helped develop your understanding of the legislative process and the importance of advocacy? Sure. So it really gives you like a insight that you honestly can't get anywhere else. Maybe you could get it someplace else, but you require more work, um, you know, because there's so many moving parts. And so being part of that larger health and public policy committee gives you a bit bigger picture of, of the of the system. Um, but it also gives you kind of concrete steps and mechanisms to actually make change and get your voice heard. And, um, you know, I kind of feel like I can complain, you know, in my house all I want about, <laughs> about the lack of geriatricians and, you know, and, you know, the complexity of care. Um, and they'll listen to me here, but they're not going to do anything about it. And so you have to find, you know, people that can help you reach the, the, the lawmakers and the trendsetters and, and, you know, the, the, the people who can, who can implement change and make a difference. Yeah, that's so true. It gives you, it gave you that that avenue. That's, that's a great thing to hear. And I know you've used your voice a lot and it's so exciting. The next part, I remember meeting you for the first time and hearing your passion. And one of the things you said was, we just want a seat at the table. We want our voice to be heard. And one of the coolest things that I've witnessed through this whole process with you is that you now have a seat at the table. And I wanna talk about this most recent advocacy success story with the task force. Um, I'll let you talk about it and let everybody hear what it means to you and your colleagues, other members, and, and even the patients. Sure, so this, I agree, this is just super exciting. It's like literally a dream come true. Basically, um, the NYACP Geriatrics Task Force, one of our members, Dr. Brangman, was in contact with State Senator uh, Rachel May uh, in Syracuse, who is the chair of the aging committee in this in the state. And though it had probably not been perceived as a really cool committee, once COVID happened, it became very, very popular and very, very relevant. And so we were very fortunate um, through this connection with Dr. Brangman to invite Senator May to talk with us at a NYACP Geriatrics Task Force um, meeting, and it was it was wonderful. She was like a she was she is a, a real person, you know, with with family members and and life issues, and just she's just so genuine and so concerned about about the care of older adults. It was really it was it was really remarkable to see her, and I was like like meeting a celebrity. She discussed with us her concerns. Um, she was interested in developing a reimagining long-term care task force for New York State, which we thought was very important and interesting and a nice kind of different model of, of uh, legislation and, and philosophy. Um, and then we discussed with her COVID-19 and nursing home you know, related issues. And we also shared with her our concern for telehealth and how that could be maintained even after COVID um, to help frail and older adults who may have difficulty getting to, to doctor's visits. And so it was really a true, truly open conversation, you know, dynamic support and, and interest. And it worked. <laughs> it actually worked. Um, she, when the law uh, was written, um, there, it did include on this reimagining uh, long-term care task force, a representative of the New York chapter of the American College of Physicians Geriatrics uh, Committee. And, um, and it was just, like you said, a seat at the table. You know, you, you, we actually got a seat at the table. 
Um, so that was that was really uh, a remarkable um, transition from you know complaining about not being heard, you know, at the dinner table <laughs> to having an opportunity, you know, to to speak with the, the legislators and the and the lawmakers and and the people who can really influence change. And it would not have ever happened without the without the NYACP. Yeah. NYACP and the relationships that it brings together. We brought together people from different areas of the state who had um, different relationships and connections and you guys grew that relationship, which is an amazing thing to see. And when that bill finally got signed by the governor in December of 2021, how did you feel when you first heard that? I was honestly elated. I was like, wow, they finally listened to us because you know who, who knows more about the medical needs of older adults than geriatricians? Um, and and we're literally front lines. And you know, I, it's just so frustrating, you know, when when people talk in these esoteric terms without speaking to the to the people who were providing that care every day. And so it was really it was very rewarding. Um, and it also set up other connections. Um, because I'm involved with the New York Medical Directors Association. And then we had Senator, thanks to my connection through the NYACP, we invited Senator May to speak at our November meeting. And it was really valuable for her to meet all of those aspects of medical care. Um, so yeah, it definitely opened roads and paths that are that are important and, and so valuable. And what Dr. Lester has been so modest about and not mentioning is that she has been nominated to fill the NYACP uh, seat for the geriatrics task force on the reimagining long-term care task force at the state level. So as with that role and with your role as chair of the task force, how do you see the task force staying involved with the next steps? Sure. So so first I'll just say that um, while I was initially glad that we are not showing this on YouTube with video because I didn't have to, you know, fix up my hair. I'm a little bit sad because you cannot see like how huge my smile is. <laughs> like this is just so, so awesome. It is just so amazing. I was like, when I got the email, I literally jumped for joy. It was just, it, it, it's truly a dream come true because this is so important. And, you know, I could, I could literally talk for hours about the importance of geriatrics, but I need opportunity for my voices and my colleagues' voices to be amplified and heard by the people who can implement change. It's a big honor. And honestly, I'm a little bit intimidated, um, you know, at, at having the seat at this table. Um, but I know that I'm not there myself. I know that I'm there representing um, the Geriatrics Task Force, NYACP, uh, you know, at a larger scale, um, you know, and, and geriatricians kind of across the board. So my goal is to be a conduit and a representative um, and to kind of gain feedback and insight from, from others within the NYACP and the geriatrics community, and then kind of share that knowledge uh, and guidance you know, with the task force uh, to really make things better for everybody. I promise you everyone, it is a huge smile with big gestures too. She's really excited and we're really excited um, for her and the task force and members and patients across the state. This is really exciting to have this seat. This task force and what you guys have done um, and, and using your voice and being patient with the process and developing these relationships is really inspirational to see this outcome. So 
advocacy can seem so overwhelming to people. So are there a few tips that you can share to help your colleagues um, get involved in advocacy? Sure. So I would start off by saying that all physicians um, and probably all medical clinicians are advocates already. They just don't realize it. You know, when you order an MRI and then the insurance doesn't improve it, and then you have to write a whole essay about why a patient needs an MRI, like, you're advocating for your patient. You're you're expressing why something needs to happen. So that's, we all do it. Um, we just don't necessarily call it advocacy. We just call it our job. But I think in addition to taking those skills that we kind of apply subconsciously, I think we could do it on a broader scale. So NYCP honestly makes it very easy. <laughs> I'm not a paid uh, promoter of the NYCP. I really just love the organization and the people in it and the work that they do. So uh, one thing that I find actually very easy is the um, the legislative updates. They send out things that are are relevant and valuable and really important. And so that's an opportunity, you know, just put in your address. I always I always edit it a bit so that they don't feel like they're getting you know a hundred letters with the exact same verbiage. That is very easy to do, and it's a great way for us to learn as clinicians about what's going on. The NYACP has a an advocacy page on their on their website about things that people can. Be involved with or or um, advocate for um, the chapter does uh, have legislative or lobbying day in May um, in Albany and so I, I think the challenge I think the challenge that clinicians face is like we think ah we're just doctors or ah, we're just you know doing our job but we're more than that I think that we have to recognize that we have wisdom and power and a voice. And even if it's a small step, even if it's just sending an email or signing a letter um, or calling somebody, um, that is a huge step. And, and the more of those little steps you take, the bigger the steps you're more comfortable taking. And then you too, well, no, you can't have my spot, but you too can find a different spot on the legislative <laughs> task force. Um, but there are plenty of opportunities and, um, and I could undoubtedly know no question say that this would never have happened without the NYACP and their and the, the the support and the guidance and the organization. So if there's anything anyone is like, this is crazy. How come we can't do you know phone visits for this purpose? Check out the NYACP webpage, find someone who can help you. And there's always, there's always, I, I say this in geriatrics, you know, there's always something we can do. Um, and as doctors and as advocates, there's always something that we can do. We just have to find the people to help us do it. Thank you just you know, showed everybody how it's in you and you don't even know it. And the passion that you have is inspirational um, and the excitement that you have is palpable. So um, I think that people are just going to jump at advocacy or I hope they do after experiencing um, your advocacy wins. So thank you so much for sharing it um, and continuing to work at it. It is going to make a huge difference um, in everybody's lives. Thank you. I am I am excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but that's okay. <laughs>